it on his mind. Your neighborhood gives me the creeps. Your neighborhood gives me the creeps. Ooh, your neighborhood gives me the creeps. Hi, and welcome to Chicago Unbelievable. This is Adam once again. Uh, I've got to apologize for the lack of podcasts in the last several months. I've been doing six or seven tours a week for Chicago Hauntings. Uh, between that and the books, it hasn't left us a lot of time for investigations. However, in June, I did get to go to the location of the old H.H. Holmes Murder Castle site and actually got to go into the basement and everything, which I guess they're cracking down on now. There was going to be a big investigation in September overnight, but I guess it got shut down. So, uh, uh, it wasn't really a formal ghost investigation, but it's all you're going to get, kids. And we did, if you've been to the Chicago Unbelievable site, you will see that I've got a few new ebooks coming out through Llewellyn Press on October 1st. Uh, one is about Resurrection Mary, one is about the Devil Baby, and one is about going inside of the murder castle where I got an audio recording that I've been playing for people on the tours lately. It's one of the weirdest things that I ever got. So... Anyway, what I did while I was out there was I just made a couple of recordings of the H.H. Uh, Holmes Murder Castle site where supposedly hundreds of people were killed. I think the number was closer to a dozen. But you never really know with this guy. The guy is a total mystery now. There's uh, not a lot of reliable information about the guy out there. Now, most of the castle would have stood in a little grassy tuffet next to where the 63rd Street Post Office is now. So I did some recording out there, and here's what I did. Cemetery Road Below you the old graveyard grows Of roses and weeds that grow clear to the street Hi and welcome to Chicago Unbelievable. I'm actually standing in the tuffet of grass next to the Murder Castle site right now. In fact, the tuffet of grass next to the post office here on 63rd is pretty much the footprint of where the Murder Castle actually was. Now, I'm standing right in the side of it right now. Uh, from what we can tell, uh, this would have been actually inside of H.H. Holmes' drugstore right here. Directly above my head, if you climbed the tree, you would probably be in what was called the asphyxiation chamber, where at least a number of victims were probably killed. Now, I think the stories about the place are generally fairly exaggerated. I mean, there was no acid pit that they ever found down there. They definitely never found a dissection table or a medieval rack or any of that torture equipment. But there were gas lines. There was a soundproof vault where people could be locked and nobody could hear them scream. And they they did find some bloodstains, uh, some bones that may or may not have been human, and the place was so fiendishly constructed with trap doors and stuff that clearly the man designed it for dark work. Uh, there are about half a dozen people who disappeared after having been in here, Julia Connor, Pearl Connor, Emmeline Seagrand, possibly Minnie and Anna Williams, and probably some other people that we don't even know about. H.H. Holmes eventually confessed to killing 27 people, though if you look at the uh, H. H. Confession of H.H. Holmes ebook from Chicago Unbelievable, you'll see that that confession is just weird. <coughs> 
He confessed to killing several people who no never existed and several who were still alive. But there are also a couple of people who may have actually been telling the truth about, like uh, there's a new name to the list, Virginia Anna Betts, that he confessed to poisoning with uh, drugs that he sold her from right where I'm standing right about now. Uh, she died just a few days. She died of apoplexy, according to her death certificate. That was basically a name for a sudden death back then. So anyway, I'm standing here next to the post office in the footprint of the castle. Uh, later on, Jeff Mudgett, H.H. H. Holmes' uh, great-great-grandson, is going to be joining me along with a crew from a TV station. We're going to be going down into the basement of the castle today, so I've never been down there. I'm fairly excited about it. But for right now, I'm actually going to just leave the recorder running for a minute here in the actual footprint of the castle. I'm going to wander around a little bit, and uh, you guys can listen at home, see if we pick up any mysterious voices. Like Holmes himself said in a letter, do you ever see anything of the ghost of the Williams girls now? And do they trouble you much now? Let's see if you can hear them. I'll just leave the recorder running for a minute and you guys can play along at home. I do notice from standing here looking further down, you can't see the portion of Wallace Street down below that's a bit narrower. It makes me wonder if that's the original footprint of Wallace Street out over there, which means I can kind of triangulate to where the castle entrance might have actually been. Uh, probably in this little tuffet of grass. And it seems like it would be a little too narrow. I suspect it might have gone a little further out. But from where I am, I can be reasonably, sh yeah, I'm quite certain from right here at least, uh, this would be the drugstore. This is the H.H. H. Holmes drugstore location right here. Uh, co contrary to common belief, it was not exactly where the post office is. It was mostly next to it. There is some overlap. I'll make sure to post some diagrams, but uh, mostly it's just a few feet of the east side of the post office building itself would have occupied the same space. Right now I'm in the tuffet of grass. Let you guys hear for yourselves. Of course, you're mostly going to hear traffic, but who knows what you might pick up here. One interesting thing that I'll break in, to, uh, just to break the monotony of listening to silence and traffic noise and the train going by now. It's weird, standing here you can't even see the train, you just hear it. Oh, there it goes, there goes the L. Uh, just around the block from here, on the same block as this, 
Um, in a place that might have actually been once where the, some shacks were mentioned, there was an article in about uh, several years later about the shacks nearby the H.H. H. Holmes Murder Castle site. Uh, there is now a burned-out old place where the sign still says Disco Salad Bar. It's the uh, Disco Salad Bar. I'll make sure to get some pictures of the Disco Salad Bar up. Still standing in the tub, and now I'm going to walk up towards the stop sign. Standing right next to the tree by the stop sign now. I should point out, I keep using the word tuffet to report uh, refer to this thing of grass. Uh, really, I've heard some conflicting reports about what the word tuffet means. There's a little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet. Now, I always thought that it was a patch of grass or a little pile of, a little hill of grass. I thought that because they said that's what it was on Muppet Babies one time uh, when I was a kid. But I've also read that uh, tuffet might be, is thought to be maybe a piece of furniture. But all that we know about it is that it was in the little Miss Muffet nursery rhyme. So... Anyway, I'm on a patch of grass. Graphics quiet right now, so just listen up. Over near the lamp post now, uh, by the castle site itself, uh, just in front of the post office now, and about the edge of where it would have overlapped. Uh, if I'm triangulating right, this is roughly where the quicklime pit was, I think, uh, down below my feet. time of course but this has been an EVP session right outside of the murder castle right in the footprint of the murder castle this is Chicago Unbelievable this is Adam thanks alright so that was the outdoor portion eventually I did get to go down into the basement there's always been rumors that there is some original structure down in the basement it's difficult for me to tell my hunch is that no none of that stuff was actually original down there it's mostly just a basement most of it was south of the original footprint but there is a point where if you climb up a step ladder 
and walk into a hole in the wall, you end up in a tunnel which is lined with some very old-looking bricks. The tunnel bends around right into a place that would have been a part of the footprint. This is where, you know, I was there, I had my audio recorder there just for recording interviews, and obviously I was going to do some ghost hunting while I was down there. This is about as close as there's ever been to a Murder Castle ghost investigation. And if you listen towards the end, there is a point where I start whispering the names of the few victims we know of who were killed there. There's a few that I'm sure of and a few that I'm less sure of. And then there might have been some more beyond that, of course. Then, while I was whispering one of the names, there is a sound that sounds about like a little girl singing. It's about five syllables long, or five notes if she's singing. It's a very clear voice. It's louder than mine on the recording. I've been playing this for people on tours. Now, I don't like to claim that weird recordings that I get are actually dead people or anything like that. There's always another explanation for this stuff, but this one I am so far completely stumped. It's one of the most interesting ghost recordings I've ever heard. And there was a girl about eight years old named Pearl Connor who disappeared out of the place right around Christmas of 1891, along with her mother, Julia. Uh, The other person we know know for sure who was killed down there was a woman named Emmeline Seagrand. There's a couple others like uh, Minnie Williams and Anna Williams or possibilities as well. Um, these stories you hear where there were like 50 people known to have been there for the World's Fair who then disappeared, that's mostly nonsense, mostly stuff that people came up with years and years later. But there is some pretty interesting stuff, so here is the uh, full audio from the tunnel. Uh, I'll end it right about when the voice shows up. You guys see if you can hear anything that I might have missed. All right, did you hear that? Now, there, there were a couple other people down in the basement. Nobody with a voice like that, though. And you can hear another sound about a second after the girl's voice that sounds kind of like a gate swinging to me, as other people have heard singing there. Now, here's the, the, just the clip of the voice uh, with the volume boosted a little bit to make it easier to hear. Now, as I said, there are five syllables or five notes. As near as I can transcribe, she is saying, Sorry, Beefalo. 
Oh, sorry, Beefalo. I don't know what that could possibly mean. It sounds to me like the worst Chef Boyardee product of all time. And it's, an, it's a thing. That's actually about as good as I would like what we would call ghost evidence to get. I, I make no grand claims on this stuff. When I come across something I can't explain, then I can't explain it, and that's just it. I'm not going to say this is a girl who never crossed over or a girl who has come back to give me the idea for a new pasta dish that nobody's going to want to eat or anything like that, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on what she might be saying, uh, what this might actually be if it's not a ghost. And of, of course, you know, I, I understand that it's, it, would, it would have been very, very easy for me to fake this. This stuff is phenomenally easy to fake. All I can really do is give you my word that I didn't set it up. There was no little girl anywhere near there. Uh, there was a woman down there, but not a little girl, and not coming in the nowhere near where the microphone was at the time that the recording was picked up. So... Again, I make no grand claims on this stuff, but if you go to chicagounbelievable.com, you can download just that clip if you want to analyze it more carefully. You can see a couple of pictures and some video that I took down in the basement, get links to the new ebooks, very important, the new ebooks. And of course, you can even download the recipe for Sorry Beefalo. All right, we hope to be coming back with some more investigations here soon, especially we're getting to the season where tours are going to die out a little bit so I can uh, take the time to do some more investigating. So, all right, thank you guys for joining me here on Chicago Unbelievable. See you next time, chicagounbelievable.com.